Hey, hey, everyone uh, out there in webland. Uh, this is Film Trooper Presents Film Marketing Fridays. This is another live Google Hangout on Air session. And I will stop this little um, frame here so you can see this big fat head say hello to you. <laughs> My name is Scott McMahon. I'm a fellow film trooper. And I run a site called Film Trooper, which is uh, designed to help filmmakers become entrepreneurs. I will have a guest filmmaker join me later uh, very shortly. It's my fault. I gave him the Hangout link maybe too <laughs> too late, too close to when the show is supposed to go live. But uh, this particular filmmaker, Matt uh, Pillisher, I th he'll, he'll probably help me pronounce his name, uh, last name better than I just did. Uh, but he's got a film called A Dark Souvenir that he's uh, got accepted a few film festivals. And he brought up some uh, film marketing questions that he was hoping that we could discuss and we could share to everyone to see if we can't benefit um, as a whole. Um, but in the meantime, you know, I'll just I'll just get going on the presentation, and then as Matt comes in, we can kind of catch up from there. So um, here we go. Let's see here. Do, do, do. Let's go over to the screen share and click this. Click that. Everyone can see this. Great. So this is actually a great question. Uh, Matt had brought up, you know, he works a full-time job, and as many of you do, it's like, you know, all of us are trying to become filmmakers um, and would love to replace our full-time job with a film-making uh, career. So really this question hits home, which is film marketing tips when you have a full-time job, and that's what we're going to kind of focus on today. Uh, let's see here. Um, his film is a dark souvenir. Like I said, uh, Matt will come on and he'll have a better uh, opportunity to explain more about his film. Um, I had the privilege of just watching it earlier today. Um, and it was, you know, quite interesting, quite good. And I want to have, uh, more, um, I have some more questions for him about the film. Anyhow, his film has been accepted into some festivals, some smaller festivals. And he had a question about, well, how do you promote when you have no budget? You know, like, so you did all this work, you got your film into some film festivals, but now you know that once you go to the film festival, you got to, your work is not done. You got to promote, you got to advertise so you can get as many people at your screening as possible. But if you don't have a budget, well, how do you do that? And then how do you promote when you don't know anyone at the city of the film festival? And that's a hard one too, because you're just like, Hey, we got accepted in Kansas. I don't know. I've never been there before. I don't know anybody who lives there. Um, I guess we're going. And, you know, those are the realities of getting into a film festival around the world um, that you got to deal with if you're able to even travel. You know, sometimes you get into film festivals and you're just not able to attend because you just can't afford to travel there. <laughs> so what do you do to hopefully, you know, benefit that your film is going to do well? Let's see here. <clears throat> Well, the main thing you want to do is take inventory of your strengths. And on top of that, are your strengths in alignment with your film story? And what I mean by this is it's interesting because um, in the film that Matt had uh, made, um, he's got – it's uh, again, the, the story is about like a married couple. They're on their honeymoon. And, and on their travels to the honeymoon in like Sweden and stuff like that, they come back with some dark entity that kind of messes with their whole relationship and it just spirals down this uh, horrific path. Oh, and here he is. He's popping in. So I have a better...
Matt, there he is. Hey. <laughs> hey, how are you? Welcome I'm aboard. Good. Look at you in a dark room and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to give you a quick update. I just started the uh, the hangout like five minutes ago just to keep the, uh, the live aspect of it going. Okay. And I kind of gave a little um, update about what your film is, but I think it's best if you kind of introduce yourself so that I make sure that you're, I pronounce your last name correctly. Okay. And you can tell us a little bit more about um, A Dark Souvenir, mm -hmm. and then we can kind of backtrack real quick to the questions that you had sent me, and then mm -hmm. I'll, together we'll do our best to sort of uh, have the discussion. And, oh, and any, by the way, anybody who's out there, there is a Q&A app um, if you're on the uh, Hangout page, you can actually just you know write up questions, and I'll be able to see them on the uh, screen on the right side here, and be able to ask uh, help answer anything that we can try to answer together. So Matt, I know that you just jumped on, but yeah. um, would you be once you get introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, you as a filmmaker plus a dark souvenir? Okay, great. Um, can you hear me? Okay. You sound great. You look great. I think it's funny because everything's dark, which is perfect because it's Friday the 13th. <laughs> I know, and right? You feel, and your film is a perfect so sort of segue to that. So. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm Matt Pillisher, and um, I've been making movies since I was a kid. Um, that's who I really, really am, a filmmaker. Um, but I'm an artist. I try and do a little of everything. Um, <clears throat> I made a... Uh, feature documentary that has had some success through self-distribution and no budget um, called Broken on All Sides and I just finished a uh, narrative horror thriller film called A Dark Souvenir and um, and so that's I think how I connected with you through Twitter um, and I have been trying to I've been eating up podcasts about no-budget filmmaking and, and, and independent filmmaking and marketing, trying to figure out what to do, and I made a dark souvenir much like you made the cube without much of a plan afterwards. It was just like <laughs> I needed to do, you know, and with the resources I had, so the resource filmmaking, you know. Um, and so now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do with it, so I appreciate the opportunity to come on and chat with you about marketing ideas. Um, I'm about to do some film festivals the end of this month and next month. Um, so that's, uh, that's it. A Dark Souvenir is um, a feature film, and it's about uh, a honeymooning couple that comes home and they visited this kind of creepy fort and they end up bringing some spirit or haunting back with them. And so they're starting this married life and all these strange things start to happen and occur and you know you start to figure out what is this haunting and can they survive it. That's, that's what a dark souvenir is. Very cool. Yeah, it's, um, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to take a look at it. So I, I was able to watch the thing, uh, the whole movie before. Um, oh, great. Good. Yeah, so Good. it was really cool. You kind of remind me, um, I don't know, it's kind of like a mumblecore uh, horror film, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a good, that's a good way to put it. But, uh, what's, what's, but to... But it's interesting because you got a lot of good, like, like interesting music in there, and um, and that's what I wanted to touch upon a little bit today about the presentation. But let me backtrack so you can see this. I know that you were, like I said, it was my fault. I sent you the uh, link, um, you know, too late, so I wasn't sure. 
you That's know, okay. like, I was like, oh, I got to start this, but okay, let me get, let me head back real quick so you, so you can follow up where, where we were. Okay. Uh, I'll just jam through this so everybody can see this again. But um, okay, so you see this, right? Yep. Okay. So what we did was we first took this main theme of the um, the hangout today, which is like film marketing tips when you have a full time job, which I is a reality that. for like almost everybody. So in your particular case, a dark souvenir has been accepted to the film vessels, as you mentioned. So the question is like, well, how do you promote when you have no budget? That was one of your questions. And like, well, how do you promote when you don't know anyone at the city of the film festival that you got into, which is a big, you know, big problem. So the one thing we can do is maybe take inventory of your strengths. Um, and then in specifically, are, are the strengths in alignment with your film story? And the reason why I bring this up, as I bring back to my, my fat head here in a second, um, <laughs> the reason I brought that up is because in your film, they said the music, you have a lot of, it sounds like a lot of original music, and then your characters, um, uh, you playing the husband, plus, um, I don't know if it's your real wife or not, but the woman plays yeah. her wife. Um, you know, you have some, there's some musical talent there, and there, uh -huh. and it looks like a little, you know, segue, there's like behind the scenes, it looks like posters of like you guys created that look like you guys were in a band or something. So there's wow. a musical, musicality to your movie that exists. Mm -hmm. And the reason I asked about the strengths is like, okay, so maybe it's like time to like make a checklist of like, well, I can I can edit, I can shoot things, I you know I can play music. Um, we have a music. There's a music aspect to um, uh, this film. Also, um, from what I gather, um, are you are you Jewish as well? Yeah. Okay, so then, 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 because you tap into that a little bit in your story, right? So, so that also would be like a check mark to like strength. Yeah, yeah. And and I think something. So the whole point is like anybody where they're at. It's just like okay, like you said, this again. We got to go back to the resources of like okay, what resources do I have? And here's my strengths. So then we can take a look at. Okay, so you head into a festival. I'm gonna go back to the screen share real quick. Okay. Um, blah blah. This is me. Okay, this is cool. I've 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 never seen I've never seen you. I've only listened to your podcast in the car, <laughs> so it's cool to see the whole presentation. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty rough, but I think that's what I like about these uh, Google uh, Hangout on the Airs type things. This is allows everybody to kind of see mm -hmm. I don't know the inner workings of you know something that's not so polished, but trying to get to the root of these questions that I think a lot of us already have. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so you're so let's just focus on like anybody promoting at a fe festival, and you've you've already uh, whoops, where am I going here? Sorry, so many screens. Okay, <laughs> all right, you've already done this already, which is like they always recommend that you got to check in with the festival's publicity team. They might not help be able to help you, but at least that's the first step. Is ask mm -hmm. like because their their incentive is to make sure that the festival is successful. So if you can f find out like what makes their festival successful or what they hope that filmmakers will do to help them make the festival successful, you'll be in a win-win partnership uh, moving forward prior to showing up at the festival if you can get there in person. If you can't get there in person, there might be a different strategy that they can recommend. Um, then you, basically you're just asking the publicity team or the offices of the festival if it's like, hey, I'm a filmmaker, I was accepted, 
um, what can I do to help you guys in terms and help my film make it a win-win in terms of uh, the whole experience for the community that uh, this festival is playing at uh, to mm -hmm. make it a success. Because you can ask, like, well, what's worked in the past? You might just ask them that question. What has worked in the past for other filmmakers? And they, because, mm -hmm. you know, they're like, oh, that's a good question. Well, you know, we had somebody come in and they did this this type of thing or they brought these people or it was really great. You know, anything you get a, a better sense of, like, how that festival operates. Or you might get a sense, like, oh, my God, they have they have no idea what they're doing. No. <laughs> right, right, right. But, um... This is a big thing. You make sure you want to know where your when your film plays. Like, mm -hmm. wait, I got a one a.m. you know screening time. What mm -hmm. one a.m. You know, like you might find like yeah, you're part of like this midnight play. Like, mm -hmm. oh my god, people, there's nobody gonna stay awake at one o'clock in the morning. So you kind of have to know what your reality is. Like you might be like, I have a nine o'clock in the morning screening time. Like you're oh my oh my god, you know, like there's nothing like you had thought like what was gonna happen. So it's important to know when your film is going to play so you can develop your strategy plan prior to arriving or if you're not there figure out what to do about that. Um, also if you can find out what venue your film is going to play at because the reason I asked bring that up is because you want to kind of know what surroundings are around that venue. A lot of film mm -hmm. festivals nowadays they're not just at like a theater they're like somebody makeshift like oh here's a screen we put a projector up and it's in a bar but, right. if you kind of, but if you can kind of find out where the venue is, like, <laughs> is it across the street from a really cool bar or a club? You know, just so that you have a lay of the, you know, a diagram of something, mm -hmm. what's going on around there, just so you can tap into the realities of whoever gets a chance to see your film, what sort of overall experience are they going to have? Is the parking shitty, you know? Is, uh, mm -hmm. sorry, is like, you know, all this, I mean, there's so many things that could happen where it's like, would make the experience of an audience coming to you see your film a bad one if you have no control of all these other surroundings. Um, right. Obviously, That's you know. A really good point. Obviously, obviously too. If you don't even know if like if it's on a digital projector, what kind of you know like how big the screen is. Like, is there going to be like, uh, is it in a bar? Like I said, and next door is a soccer tournament going on that's distracting. The, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the overall tone is. So that helps with your game plan. Um, and the one thing you do too is like find find out what films have played in the previous year's festivals and just simply contact those filmmakers for advice. Like, hey, you played at this festival. What what do you recommend? You know, uh, they mm -hmm. might give you some insight. And then if you can, of course, if you're not there or any, if you if you're going to be there, or you're not going to be there. If you can try to collect uh, connect with a local group, I don't know what that group is because it all depends like on what festival it is, what city. It is yeah. like who's sponsoring it, you know. Uh, just to say hello and to, to start asking the same questions that you would ask the publicity team, but you can ask a local group because uh, there might be somebody there who's like, I had no idea we had a film festival. You know, but someone, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's it's trying to like narrow down like the the, the realities of what's going to happen. And none of this right now has anything to do with money. This is just simply reaching out and, and trying to ask the right sort of questions so you get a better sense of what, what you're getting into when you get to any film festival. Um, and here's one tip. It's always good. It's like you can use, use gift cards or you can barter in exchange for promoting. So like if you don't know anybody in the city but you need to reach out ahead of time, um, what can you offer in exchange? Well, that's why we looked at that inventory list of what 
you know, uh, strengths you do have. You know, there might be a local actress that is volunteering or want, didn't get a chance to volunteer at the film festival, but you can make them your volunteer in exchange for like, I will edit your uh, demo reel. Like, I will mm -hmm. edit your acting reel. You send me all the stuff, I edit your acting reel, because that's a strength I have, because I can edit. If you, mm -hmm. in exchange, could do these things for us at your local city or for this film festival, you know, those are types of things. Or, you know, I can shoot, you know, your kid's um, birthday party. You know, you, you never know. I mean, it's this, yeah. the, 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 bar, the, the power of the barter is very useful if uh, you think outside the box when you don't have a budget. Or if you do have a little bit of a budget but you don't want to get too crazy, you can ask somebody, you know, to help out, but then it's then kind of throw in at the very end, like, By the, I, thank you so much for helping me out. I, I'm sending you these gift cards, you know, whatever it might be. Like, oh, an Amazon gift card. Very cool. Just like a, somebody extending uh, that effort of, of appreciation goes a long way. Yeah. So all these questions don't necessarily lead to answers, but asking the right sort of questions will help reveal sort of, um, um, you know, what your reality is. And the big thing, too, is I, this was from last um, session as well, but this slide is, is probably something I'm going to be using a lot, which is be focused on what your results, what results you want. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that way you're not wasting your time on other things when you know if you can be lasered in on, you know what, this the only result I want to get out of this film festival is this. And so right. kn knowing what those results are will help focus on your marketing efforts. Um, let's see here. Okay, so let's just go back. We'll say what wins can you get? So you say you go to these film festivals, right? Um, this is for people, obviously you're not a fil first-time filmmaker. You've had a, a, an award-winning documentary. Uh, but sometimes a lot of filmmakers, this might be their first time making a film and a first time like doing the film festival circuit, you know, yeah. or a little tour. Um, so you kind of have to gauge that. Like, what am I hoping to get out of this? Um, one, enjoy yourself, right? <laughs> you did all oh. this hard. Yeah, you did all this hard work, you know, and you only you, you only live so so long. You might as well just enjoy the effort. Like, you know, you made something. You might as well just enjoy. It. But as long as you know what you're getting into, if you go back to like, okay, this fest, this particular festival, everything is being shown in a barn, you know, right. and afterwards there's gonna be live music or whatever it might be. So. I'm not going to put a lot of stock in terms of what could happen, but you know my film may play better this way or not play better this way, but I'm not get too hung up on it. I'm going to enjoy this, all the other things um, about it that I can. Um, and then you have to ask yourself, is all this a learning experience? But you take that experience and then you want to apply it to maybe the next thing. Like, okay, wait, wait, wait. I had such a great time at this like uh, festival in Kentucky or whatever it might be. Like I had no idea they were so great, you know. And I see, I saw like how um, other films uh, were marketed, or those who won the festival, or maybe you win this year. If you don't win, like who does win, and how do they win, or how, you know, what were the politics behind the festival? But mm -hmm. if you can figure out, like you know what, my win, my res the only thing I want to focus on at this film festival is to be a learning experience, to enjoy myself, to to make the connections and a good impression at this particular film festival because maybe next year I'm coming back with a full marketing plan with a, with a whole other film, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and the other thing, too, if you're in a festival, then it's time just to make good with the festival program directors. Basically, just 
it's just thank them and their whole staff of all the hard work they've done and getting you, you know, having that opportunity to get your film into their festival. Because what happens is if you are calculating that you want to come back next year um, with a film, you already have that relationship. You know, they see you as a cordial filmmaker and a, th a considered filmmaker that enjoyed the experience and did your best to try to add to the value of, the, of their festival. Um, think about easy, much easier that's going to be next time. You're like, you know what, I come back, I have a, a much better film or uh, like mm -hmm. think that's going to fit so much better in your this festival. And you're mm -hmm. you already have an in. That's how those Sundance people, man. Like somebody gets in in a short, they're in like they're in yeah. as an alumni, even slam dance and stuff. Right. Like that. Yeah. Well, it's like goes back to like it's all about networking. So once you know the people, um, that's half the battle for sure. Yeah, and that's part of the marketing plan too. Like if the networking is the result you're looking for, then you be your laser focus on that, meaning that you're here doing everything about your film. To is it's basically your little icebreaker, your uh, your business card. You're you're at a party. You have something that you can talk about. But really, what you're trying to do is get to know all the other people that are at the uh, the festival because you're trying to make a a play for next year to have even a more effective marketing plan or a better film that fits that festival. You know, things like that could happen. Yeah. Um, or you might want to just find your fans. Like, you don't know. Maybe you're just like, I don't know if anybody wants to see my film at all. And then somebody, you know, resonates with what you've done. And then you're like, okay, i got to hold on to these particular small group of fans. And how do I, you know, take these small group of fans that I meet at this festival, then the next festival, and how do I harness that? Obviously, you want to get them on an email list so you can keep them up to date what you're doing. But you're... But you, those are your first steps in trying to get anybody to like like the stuff you do, <laughs> and then you, yeah. you know you want to get you know you build your fan base. But that could be the strategy, the entire strategy of your film festival tour is just to find those fans, which is something you brought up in your questions. Um, so going back to Dark Souvenir, you know you had brought up a question like, well, man, should I just give away the film for away for free in exchange to build an audience? It's something definitely wor worth thinking about because you already understand the, the bigger play, which is I need to build an audience for my entire career. So right. if I can give them something away for free in exchange just to have this relationship with them you know, via email and whatnot and, mm -hmm. and keep them up to date on my next project, by the time you come around your next project, you'll have a marketing plan uh, for the festivals that you already entered, you know, got, mm -hmm. you know, and those festival directors might know other fe festival directors that they can get you into, or you, ha you have a better shot of getting into, and on top of that, you have an audience that you started that you can take with you, so you, mm -hmm. so the whole point is, like, your focus gets clearer and clearer, because you're like, okay, I'm, I'm making the play for the long tail. You know, yeah. So, yeah. let's see here. Give the film away for free. Um, you said maybe uh, you know give away some DVDs at the screening, or or not the screening, but just give away DVDs or or sell or have them ready or sell them at like some like horror conventions or whatever to build a following. Yeah. Um, they definitely recommend like after any film festival, like if you're screening your film, to have some DVDs ready. You know, yeah. just because people are in the moment. And sometimes right. they feel obligated. And maybe you offer for inexpensive or you just offer it away for free. Like if you want this DVD, all I'm asking for is an email. You know, yeah. something that I mean that's like 
some people. That's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah, you know, I thought about too. You could. I thought about something where you could just give a postcard inexpensively, and there's a link or a code that yeah. people get the digital. But but they can lose that. There's there's still something tangible, valuable when somebody's yeah. in person holding onto the DVD. They're not just gonna they're not just gonna throw it away like they would a postcard. So. I, think I agree. Yeah, yeah. So that, and again, um, so let's see here. What else? Whoops. Where am I going here? I always hit the wrong screen. <laughs> mm. Or yeah, you you also had another question. Like, should I partner with other micro budget filmmakers so that we can create a bundle, um, offer a combo deal, so that right. it's a little bit more attractive? Um, that is definitely a possibility. Uh, it's it's interesting because it's hard if you. Um, have somebody be like the 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 cheerleader and or the leader of that um, offering because that means that everybody's got to agree if it's if it's a very clear deal everybody understands what they're what the offer is supposed to do to help everybody right. um, then definitely that could be a play especially if you're at the same film festival so maybe um, you know if the film festival is not doing it themselves you as a filmmaker could do that knowing like ahead of time contacting the other filmmakers that are going to be at that film festival and say hey you know what um, I'm showing my film at this screening at this venue I'm going to be giving away my DVDs in exchange for an email or, or if you want if you have DVDs I can bundle them even though they're not there to just and you know exchange for an email address and we can share the email addresses or something so it's but it's mm -hmm. it's known or they want to make a sale, but just by reaching out to other filmmakers prior to going could be very helpful because you can see, like, well, if the festival is not going to be able to take care of you, maybe you and a select few can get together and help each other. Because like somebody might not see your film because they were they had to be at another film, but because you had done the due diligence of working with these uh, filmmakers, uh, they inadvertently could get your film to another audience that that wasn't there. So it's one of those things like. That's just that doesn't cost you anything other than the cost of the DVD and just yeah. time uh, nurturing those relationships with the other filmmakers that are going to be at the f festival. So it's an idea to to generate. Um, so I think it's worthy. Uh, something you brought up that is definitely could work. Let me let me add, can I um, yeah, ask please. you something here? So I I think that's a great idea in terms. I actually wasn't thinking of it in terms of festivals. I was thinking of it in terms of like just um, people I meet, however, that I know that are filmmakers, but have different small audiences. It's a way to sort of share our audiences. Um, but so maybe we could talk about that too. But I love the festival idea because. I mean, a lot of times you, I mean, if you've been to a festival, people are like, oh man, I wanted to see your movie, but my movie was playing, or I wanted to see it, but I, I went to this other thing, or I had work, or, you know, and, and so I love the idea that, that you could do this for the festivals with a bunch of directors getting together, and then it's like you have something out of it. You have a collective of filmmakers you've met, and maybe you get to collect uh, some um, some emails, so I think that's a... I think that's a very cool idea, um, but also I was thinking in terms of like, um, like you. I mean, not that I'm not proposing that we do it, but like you're in um, Portland. Yeah. I'm in Philly. 
that guy Frankie Frayne I mentioned to you is in yeah. Massachusetts. And, like, we all have our small little audiences, and what if you had some kind of thing where you, you, you know, you get behind this package and say, hey, all my fans, you've seen my movie, but now you can get this deal where there are these other filmmakers involved, and I really like their work, so pay ten bucks and give us your email to get these five micro-budget films, you know? Yeah, definitely. I know uh, there's another filmmaker, um, Patrick McBrearty, who, who did the the movie The Door, and when mm -hmm. he launched his film onto uh, iTunes and so on uh, in October around uh, Halloween, um, he did his best to package uh, his film with some like a bundle of like um, like horror DVDs. I think in his own collection or something like that. But you know he he literally just grabbed what he uh, the strengths he had, resources he had, and made something happen in terms of a bundle. But right. I know you're, I know what you're saying. Um, I definitely feel like there's there's something there in terms of of like for organizing something uh, via website too. Just something yeah. that we're we're filmmakers like you and I get together, like you said, and others that we just power together and figure out a a, a way to to deliver our packaged um, films as a package to an audience. Um, just knowing what that unique selling proposition is going to be interesting because it's right um, because it's like. You know, fans of independent film are usually sometimes film, like other filmmakers wanting to know like how these films are made, um, mm -hmm. versus finding people like, look, I just love all B-rated, you know, right. films. You know, like, but I love films that have like a lot of gore. You know, right. so, okay, okay. So if you were able to be in alignment, you know, making sure that everything's in alignment, like, okay, I've got. Here's five films that match that desire, right. and that's a much more attractive sales bundle. True. Um, whatever, but whatever you're selling, you're always looking for that unique selling proposition. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, and I'm just curious. Do you know um, what is your take on it for the, a dark souvenir? Do you feel like you have a unique selling proposition, or that like the one hook that um, that 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 can be sold that you can kind of hang like some marketing tags or marketing hooks to? Have you thought about any of that kind of stuff yet? Um, no. I mean, I think part of it is sort of what you've done with the cube is that, like, hey, I made this for what I had in my house. I made it in my house. I made it with my family in our spare time. And so part of it is the story where you have to like the filmmaker. So, like, you know... That's why I'm trying to get good at blogging and really getting personal about, like, my art and my journey and, like, you know, the way people get to know you as a person through this um, podcast. And, you know, so there's that. But then I'm not sure what um, the unique hook is in terms of the story of A Dark Souvenir. So I'm kind of still trying to figure figure that out. Well, I, I from... From watching it, like from an outsider's perspective, I definitely see there's uh, the the um, your faith, like uh, your Jewish uh, culture. You know, it's yes. it's not it's not it's not heavy-handed in your film, right. but it right. it is present. Uh, so the the music aspect of it is is really interesting, and it is like I would call it like a mumblecore horror. You know, uh -huh. just because uh -huh. it has the rhythmic uh, styling of those types of independent films, mm -hmm. um, and 
you know, so there's some uniqueness there. And just, um, so it's like kind of tapping into the, that kind of community. I don't know. It's just like, yeah. to me, those are the strengths. And so uh -huh. the reason I ask about the strengths is like, say you go to these film festivals. I know that we're, you know, I'll go back to the film festivals. But like if you sure. knew like where your film is going to play, like what venue, like if, if there's bars nearby. And if you and um, the lead actress, or it's your wife, right? Yeah. Okay, uh -huh. so you and your wife are going to be there anyway. Yeah. Um, maybe you could cut a deal where the experience of the audience uh, is like you come to our showing, and then you can get a fifty percent or a coupon ticket for across the street at you know Joe's smoking uh, pizza joint or whatever it might be. But right. it's a bar, and then we perform live music. That's an association that's oh, that's in, alignment, cool. in alignment with the film because you kind of have. Right. That aspect of you have like that poster in that that you and your wife you know looks like you guys are in a band or a music whatever it might be, right? Something like that that keeps it tied in, yeah. And, or you can, um, um, I don't know. So there's something about the the trip you guys took to Sweden and like any sort of artifacts or pictures you know sharing it. So that so that what we're trying to do is on a in a with no budget really or just if you're gonna be there anyway if you can partner up with a, a, surround, a surrounding venue because what you're trying to do is use the film as a catalyst to just have people hang out and have a good time or you know right. or talk to you so it's not just a standard Q&A panel if if it can be but again this is all at this all changes if you find out your film's playing at like 10 in the morning and if it's, <laughs> right, you know, right. you, and it's like there's nothing near you it's like at a at a high school gym or something you know, like <laughs> right, right. you're like oh okay so so then you got to get creative about like, yeah. well, how strategically can we create some added value, some other yeah. things where people can hang out with us um, mm -hmm. if we offer something up uh, uh, that we are um, that we have talents and strengths in, which I think the music was mm -hmm. real interesting, and mm -hmm. um, or talk more about it. I'll offer up the DVD or I mean a CD of the the songs or mm -hmm. do cover versions of the songs that you're going to be doing um, mm -hmm. in exchange uh, for giving DVDs. Again, knowing what your results are, it's one you want to probably just give back. You're almost like I want to give so much more bonus and serve that audience that right. that chooses to come sit through and watch my film among right. all the other films I can watch at the festival. I mean, this is like you're almost like thank you so much. I right not I'm you're I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask for things from you. I want to give you guys more stuff, and if you join right. me, you know, that that kind of mentality. Like, Solidifying the true fans. Yes. Like, yes. Like, because I think that is one of my major goals is to go, you know, have a sign up board with me at all times and like try and collect who's going to become a fan. And it's not going to be everyone. But the people that do show up, I love that. Like thinking about how else can you make them feel like you're really getting to know me as an artist or as as a person. And so I think that that's and then just solidifying like they're never going to forget that experience when they see the next movie come out. They're like, oh yeah, I actually hung out with that dude like in the bar afterwards, and he played us like his songs, you know. Yeah. And here's a funny thing about the whole this whole world of the uber independent filmmaker and the people like you and I are just we have gear we've we've had years of experience of making video production or whatever it might be, mm -hmm. um, and the cool thing about this concept of the true fan the thousand true fans is like you don't need a lot I mean honestly you know um, if you only had like if you can imagine you had fifty people twenty five to fifty people that uh, are outside of your family and friends that are just they like what you do you know mm -hmm. 
Um, you can imagine, like, online, you may be like, oh, that's not a lot of people. You know, like, you're, like, online. But you can imagine in a room with 25 to 50, 50 people looking at you and, like, going... Yeah, right, right. Kind of, like, perform for us or they talk about your next film or, or what do you do here. You know, that's a real connection. Because, like, even though you may not see them through the online portals, maybe just through tweets and so on, and but, you know, if you had an opportunity to harness them all together, that they're real people. And mm-hmm. it's really kind of cool because you could just start with like 25, 50 people mm-hmm. and just these sheer, just like, just doing things for them. You might find out where they're like, man, we really love the music you guys do. Like, it'd be cool if you, you know, and then then your creativity starts sparking or like, yeah, you know what I could do? Like for the next film, like I'll take this thing and do like a music angle because just because the small fan base I have wants to see it. And then, then you can say, look, I'm going to be at this film festival, and we're going to do it this way, or whatever it might be. You know, that 25 goes to 50, 50 goes to 100, 100 goes to 500. You know, it's one of those things, like, right. that's the beauty of it. And then, you know, you might just cap out at like 1,000, 2,000 people. But there's a kind of a weird thing they say, all the experts say, like, once you can get over, like, 300 followers, or if you can reach, like, a th- like you know, 700 to 1,000 people, um, because collectively, realistically, we can only really have true about 300 true sort of Facebook fans, like pe- not fa- Facebook friends, people that we actually knew from high school, from work, and all this kind of stuff. But as soon as you branch out of that scope, where you you truly have like a thousand or like a thousand strangers following you, it's mm-hmm. a lot easier to go from a thousand people, thousand strangers to ten thousand strangers than it is to go from. 100 people, 200 people that kind of that kind of know you or know you to like you know 500. Like it's weird if you mm-hmm. just, you got to bust over that right. hump, like 500 to get to the thousand because then it's easier to skyrocket to like you know 10,000. It's just a right. weird math. Right. But, but yeah, so something like that. So you should just enjoy the experience wherever you go uh, uh-huh. in terms of your festival experience. And if you can harness one or two people to turn into 10, 25. Um, and have a, a, a relationship with them online somehow through email. Um, they'll probably you know inspire you because you'll yeah. in, in some weird way you're gonna feel beholden. You kind of like, oh man, I don't want to let them down, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, totally. So um, let me uh, jump on this uh, presentation. I'll finish it up and we can uh, chat okay. some more. Sure. Okay, so you see this? Yeah, so you have this combo deal. Um, oh, then you had another question. So somebody told me, like, well, outside of all this stuff, um, what are the chances of, like, if a producer's out there that will hire me for a larger budget film? And that's a total possibility because what you can use is your, you, you might have to decide, like, is my film a calling card for something else? Mm-hmm. But then again, so that just switches your focus because then if marketing is nothing more than a method of communicating and but communicating a message that has to have a result, then if your result that you want is for a producer to hire you for a larger budget film, then you you steer all your marketing focus onto how does my film play out that would be attractive or value to a set of producers that have done films in a little bit bar, you know larger scale. So that you, then all of a sudden now you're you're not necessarily worried about the the audience as much, or audience building, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Now your focus is just 100% on making sure that you are connecting yourself to these producers. So, 
um, just being aware of that kind of stuff. And they, they'll tell you, or through the experience of trying to find out who these particular producers are, um, because you're being active about it. You're not necessarily sitting back and hoping somebody discovers you. Because that's definitely for the Uber independent filmmaker. We're trying to eliminate this whole, um, demystify this whole thing about being discovered. If we actually have to be active right. about you know networking and making things happen for us. Um, and I have your link here. Make sure that people get it, and I will provide more links when this whole page is posted. Um, both on YouTube and at filmtrooper.com so they can see more about your film. But awesome. I want to go back to this whole thing. Uh, the main topic was film marketing tips when you have a full-time job. And have you ever heard of this 80-20 rule? So the 80-20 rule is um, from Pareto, the Pareto principle. Uh, Vilfetto Pareto, he was a like Italian... Everything. I don't know, engineer, social, you know, a, a philosopher, everything. But he had basically, oh, uh, yeah, you can get his link there to find more about uh, Mr. Pareto and the Pareto Principle. But he, he came up with this understanding that he realized that 80% of the land at that particular time, because this is like 19, 1910 or something like that. This is when he was living, 1920. Um, he realized that 80% of the land was owned by 20% of the population. So 80-20. So years later, like uh, Perry Marshall came out with a book called 80-20 Sales and Marketing. And now it's part of this, this ethos in the world of marketing and sales that essentially says, um, if you have a full, like, let me go back here, but it essentially says that if the 80-20 rule is like 20% of your effort, of everything that you do, 20% of the things that you do, um, you're trying to find that right set of 20% that will yield you 80% of the results. So in customers uh, marketing sales, they realize that 80% of the revenue they get from customers are coming from 20% of their marketing efforts, you know, or 20% of their customers. So how does that work for a full-time job? So if you have a full-time job, like everybody does <laughs> almost, uh, you really only have 20% to work with that in the right. after hours, right? So so you really got to be focused about your 20% because what you're trying to do with your 20% is like how do I get 80% of the results from if I can only work in the after hours. And so you focus on that 20% so you can yield that 80% of your results. Um, but again, that all comes back to like being really focused like, okay, what results do I want? Like, you know, if I want, I, if I honestly, if I don't want to build an audience, everybody tells them I need to, but I just want to work with a, a set of producers that will hire me, do you know what I'm going to do after hours? I'm just going to focus on making sure I can connect with these producers or know who they are and figure out ways that I can show that I'm valuable to them um, um, and make that my effort. Because every day after work, if that's what you're doing, if you're really focused on that, then you're going to get that 80% result. But if you are looking to build an audience, then you're not worried about whether or not you just get discovered with a producer or anything like that. Then every day after work, you're just going to be serving those 25 fans, 50 fans, 100 fans on a you know regular basis because that is your 20% because you know that the 80% is going to work out for you because you are taking care of them. Um, again, like I said, is your result the results do you want? Do you want an audience build um, or like say you have something now you're like okay I need to sell I need to make some sales on my digital download I need people to go to Vimeo on demand or or VHX, so then you realize like, how can I optimize my sales 
if I only have 20% of the effort that I can do after work? Well, um, you may have to partner up. So you may have to focus on 20% of your time um, looking at people that have a larger audience. This is why they always talk in the world of blogging is the guest blog. So somebody who has a bigger blog, you can right. offer value to that blogger um, by you know, writing an article or several articles to help him out or help her, him or her, that, that site out with um, content. If that can um, in somehow inadvertently lead to like a call to action that makes people go into you know buy your movie you know things like that you kind of have to figure out what works but then you realize that okay after work that's what I'm gonna do I'm focusing on the 20% because I know that if I focus on these bigger blogs or these blogs that have a bigger audience that could inadvertently make sales then that's what I'll spend my 20% on because I I'm gonna believe in the 80% result and then or it's a DVD sales like okay wait, wait, wait. so then I'm gonna focus 20% of my effort on where can I make 80% of my DVD sales. So all your effort goes into that. Um, again, yeah, like impressing a producer. I mean, mm -hmm. so just it's really helpful to understand asking yourself that big question of like, what results do I want? And then moving forward, how can I focus my 20% and making sure those results happen? And then you're hoping that at least 80% of uh, results will come out of that. So mm -hmm. um, yes, always back to the, the big question. Be focused on what your results you want, and let's see. Oops, leave that. I'll stop this real quick. Mm -hmm. um, cool. So it's there's sort of more. It's more like an overall strategy as opposed to anything that's like real specific. But sure. But I, but I think it definitely starts with asking the right questions. Um, yeah. I know. Believe me, I I'm fumbling all the time. Like and all of us creatively are going to do that because it's. The next shiny object, like, oh, maybe we should do that. Like, I started doing some videos on YouTube, and I really like it. But the reality is I'm trying to find out how to be more efficient and, and put myself on, like, a more of an editorial schedule so I can be a little bit more regular about it. Uh, mm -hmm. These Film Marketing Fridays have just slowly began to get um, a little bit more regular. And I'm trying to figure out – I'm fumbling and bumbling trying to figure out how to make it more efficient. I just have to s sit down and go, this is what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And um, – I got some great advice I got to add in here because I'm going to start adding annotations to these longer videos so that if somebody watches on YouTube, they can just click through the chapters and get through, you know, real quick because sometimes well, that's it's a good idea. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, uh, I got to give the, I got to give the proper shout out. Hold on for a second. Okay. Uh, Anthony, um, over at, uh, he runs, yeah. He's a CEO at a Parallel Woods uh, Worlds Productions, Parallel Worlds Productions, and he runs this Google Plus uh, community uh, called Independent Filmmakers. Um, well, I want to make sure I get that right because I'm going to probably screw it up. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> but Anthony was the one who said you, you should definitely uh, get uh, um, the annotations going. It really help. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Yes. So yeah. if anybody wants to know, Anthony runs um, Independent Filmmakers. It's a uh, growing, booming Google Plus community uh, group. It's like over almost 6,000 people on it, and uh, so it's very cool. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, um, yeah. So it's being focused. Like I said, I, I like there's so many things more I want to do with the cube that I haven't had a chance to do, and but I'm right. that for Film Trooper. Plus, we all have jobs, or you know, I have contract work to do too. So it's like. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, like you got to stop sometimes and be like, 
what is the 20% that I can do today that's going to give me 80% of the results? And it, it it's constantly got to you know, remind yourself, you know, so, but. Yeah, or like I, I that, that question of what result do you want, I think it's amazing how many people you talked to and they just haven't really dug deep into what that is. <laughs> and like I, I sat down, when was this? This was Wednesday, Wednesday night. I met a, a indie producer through Twitter who's done a lot of really cool movies, um, mostly documentary, so it doesn't quite fit. But he was kind enough to say, "Hey, let's chat on the phone tonight." And I'll, I, I, he watched a dark souvenir. He really liked it, and he was like, "I, I want to help out, you know, a, a, a new filmmaker who is making great art with no money. So let's talk. I don't know what I can, you know, offer you." And so I sat down that morning to think, okay, i got to be really prepared. What do I want to ask him about how I can market or what, how I can leverage a dark souvenir to get more work? And, uh, or do I ask him about film festival promotion? And what came up, I'm like, what do I want? And what I really want is to just be able to keep making movies. And it's not about a dark souvenir. It's not about making money off of it. It's not even about how many people see it. It's about being able to continue to make movies. And then you have to think about, okay, well, how do you do that? And I really, from all I'm hearing of, of you and all the great, like, like really small indie um, filmmaker podcasts are like, we need to really start thinking about how do we connect and build our direct-to-sell audience or direct-to-give audience. That, that's, that's it. You always have to think about building your audience. So then I just, that's where I got the idea, like, um, and it was after talking to him, like, I think I need to, uh, right now I don't have an audience to sell to. I have, yeah. like, really small, and I think I just need to give this film away and find creative ways to just build that list. And, like, the festivals that I got into, and you know, I'm still waiting to hear from a bunch back. Um, maybe the whole point is to just find those people that are interested in my work, collect that, and you know, if I can use that to, you know, make another movie, bounce ideas off of those fans, so that I know they're going to be interested in the next movie that comes out. That's really, really valuable, and that's investing in my career as a filmmaker. Um, but it, it, it's like, it really takes stepping way back and thinking about, <laughs> like, is it just about this movie? And is it just, like, my ego saying, I want to get a full audience in a cool movie theater? And if that's it, I mean, that's fine. That's not my goal. But if that's your goal, it's very different in the steps you want to take to get there than me just running around with a clipboard giving out like free free DVDs for signups, you know. So I'm I'm amazed at how few artists actually do step back and, and ask that question, and I'm amazed at how little I ask that myself because I think part of it is artists are very impulsive, creative people are very we're always improvising, and so we need to sort of step back and think. How am I going to get there? And if you only have 20% of your time, cut out all the other things. You know, like, I don't need to make money off of this, so I'll cut that 
effort out. I don't need, you know, to get a full theater, cut that effort out. So it's just, I'm going to focus on meeting people who like my style of movie that I'm going to collect, you know. Yeah. You can almost do something at the festival then is to run a contest, like one of the your screenings, to say, yeah, I'm going to give you away my film for free in exchange for the email address, and then you can go, um, but you said it's like, you almost declare it like I I want to make a f- movie for you guys, but I mm-hmm. need your feedback of like, you know, mm-hmm. what should the next film be? Should it be? Mm-hmm. Um, should I do a film on this? Like, or you know, if you kind of share your strengths, you know, my wife and mm-hmm. I love to play music and stuff. Like all this great music, people are like, yeah, I like that song or I like the, the your taste of music or you, maybe just have a discussion. Like you have these, you can, these, the great thing about these Google Hangout on airs. You can, they're free. You can just put it together and yeah. get people together, and you talk to people, and then you might just have it in the in the process of having this back and forth with just a fan. Like, say you know, mm-hmm. say I'm a fan. I'd be like, hey, honestly, there's something to one. You're living in Philadelphia. Two, mm-hmm. there's something about the music taste or the, the, the music capabilities that there could be mm-hmm. something there, you know. Mm-hmm. And then. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where it goes. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there because right. maybe right. it spurs something, and then maybe other people connect with it in the same way. Uh, or you know, I'd be, be totally off. Maybe you have a large group of people that are like, we really want to know more about uh, this, or we'd love to see you in the style that you make your films to to try this. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. There's a tons of things you can do, but from mm-hmm. from somebody like if I'm like a fan talking to you, having an opportunity to say something like, you know, with your talents and stuff like that, I think it'd be really cool to explore that part of it. Uh, that that seemed interesting to me from this film that you created. Right. Um, but uh, but you don't know. You, yeah, you got to yeah. ask your audience, and it's really cool to be put yourself in that place of like, let me be a servant to you as an audience. I will do my best to take whatever ounce of talent I have. To try to, to create something for you, so it's it becomes much more personal and it becomes much more intimate, and even if it's like halfway good, you know, the effort yeah. is much more sincere than it yeah. was. Then it feels like being marketed, and because you know, filmmakers and as a whole sometimes can be really cynical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, for sure. But if, if you have really good fans, they're willing to be like, no, it's cool. I love it. I know what you did here. I know why you had to do it, but this is fantastic. What a great creative like choice you made to to go that way. Or your fans will tell you, like, ah, you should have done this. So, you know, yeah, okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, totally. Uh, I like that idea of figuring out a way to, you know, maybe it's not a contest, but just whatever tool it is to get feedback that you can incorporate, and um, and I don't think you have to look at it as like, oh, I'm giving up my own ideas or my own mm-hmm. creative drive, because like, you probably felt like this, like, creativity can get really crazy and wild with tons of constraints. It's amazing, like, you have to be so much more creative if you only have one camera, you only have a three-person cast or this or that. So then your fans or, or your friends, maybe they throw out another constraint. Like, well, you have to... It somehow has to be about, like, dinosaurs or it somehow has to include, 
like goldfish, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> and and it's just a way. Then you can take that and and use your own creativity and try and um, bring your own impulses into it. But I I, I think that's a, a very cool idea to figure out how to make people feel like. I mean, it's basically making people feel like they own a part of the creative process. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and that's going to be our value. That's how we're going to compete against the studios because we can't compete with them in this large scale um, media push. We can't compete in the volumes, you know, the number of units, the number of sales, like number of transactions. They're going to have large numbers. You know, yeah. Uber Independent is going to have a really small number. So you got to replace that. Um, business model from work selling volume versus selling value. So you might have a small group of people, but if you can create value, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of value, then that's where you're going to win the game. And and you, you know it's really great because you're going to still have that creative um, satisfaction because you're making something. You have a small enough audience that mm -hmm. gives you feedback, and if it's and you're you have an audience. That's yeah. really. I mean, it sucks making something and nobody sees it, and you're like, I don't know if it's any good, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just that one person saying, "I watched your film and I really liked it." Like, I watched your film and I really liked it. And I liked the, you know, there's some things in it. You know, like I said, the mumblecore horror because it has a difference, has a style to it. But there's this musicality to it that I would, yeah. you know, I would like to see more of something yeah. on your next project or something like that. Yeah. But um. But you know, just getting feedback, you're like, God, it's so cool, you know? I know, I know, it's great. It's yeah. great. Like, <laughs> and it's not just a random like, uh, someone someone bought your movie on demand. Like, it's 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 an interaction, and it's like, well, what did they did they like it? What did they like? You know? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Maybe. it's not just like another check or another two ninety nine or two seventy four <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, and that's part of why, like, I'm really excited to go to these film festivals. Is just to like be in a room with other people watching your movie. Like, there's still something really cool about that yeah. uh, to to get that experience. And I just haven't shown it to to all that many people. So I'm excited to to get it out and and then take the feedback. You know, like really try and figure out what. What was it that people connect with, and and how can I sort of double down on those efforts for for the next one? I hear you. I hear yeah. you definitely. Well, listen, I have to uh, cut it right at an hour. Um, okay, cool. Normally, I, normally I'm really good about just like letting it go, um, but uh, unfortunately, I got to run and get my daughter. She's finishing up rehearsals for her uh, Shrek the Musical. Sweet. <laughs> so you know, I got dad duties. So I got a jam. Yeah, no, <laughs> but. Uh, well, listen, I'd love to have you back on again. See, tell us where you are, what experiences, what things you learned, what you didn't, you know, what happened after your festival uh, run. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. it'd be great to come back and, sh you know, share that elixir with everybody else. I, that'd be really wonderful to, to hear. Yeah, I'm going to test out a lot of these ideas. So it's, you know, we're, we're, we're both experimenting with what is working. And so I'll, I'll check back in with you, you know, via email and, and let you know how it goes and maybe we can figure out another time to, to chat. Yeah, definitely. So okay. as I wrap up here, everybody, um, make sure to check out Matt's film. You can go to a adarksouvenir.com. I'll make sure to put up all the links uh, where you can easily click on. And here's my uh, quick uh, housekeeping. Uh, um, oh, where is it? 
I can't even play it. <laughs> uh, as I wrap it up here, you can see this. Yes. So, yep. hey, guys. So I always end it this way, which is if you're stuck trying to make your film, then I encourage you to go over to freegearguide.com where you can get a free equipment list of everything that I use to make a feature film with no crew. So, um, you know, if you're stuck and you're like, you know what, screw it. I don't have a crew. I don't know anybody. I get some gear. I'm going to make a film. Well, I was able to do it, I, and I'm sure you can do it. I'm sure you can do it a lot better than I did it. But, uh, again, that's at freegearguide.com. And uh, hit me up over at uh, filmtrooper.com because I would love to have you on on uh, another episode of Film Marketing Fridays to help all of us, the Uber Independent Filmmaker, solve this last barrier of film marketing. Thanks, everybody. Matt, you want to say bye? Yeah, thanks, everyone. And uh, thank you, Scott. I really appreciate the, uh, the opportunity. All right, great. And that's the end of broadcast.